Welcome to the Saved Man Podcast. Stories of salvation in 15 minutes or less. My name is John Weston, and for nearly 45 years I was lost in the world of addictions and degradation until I was found and saved by Jesus Christ in 2009. Now I share stories of my life BC before Christ, not to tell tales of lostness, but to prove that salvation is available to all that are willing to claim it, and that Jesus can meet you right where you are today. What I want to share with you today might strike home for some of you in this world of divisiveness and and other things that are keeping us from being a united people, a united people in purpose, a united people in all ways. The story I'm going to share took place back in the 1980s, but the idea of it continues on till today. In my career as an iron worker, I always hated man camp jobs, projects that were so far out in the boonies that it was necessary for a crew to actually live on site. Most of the time, I avoided them. First, it was hard to get a hold of the daily needs such as booze and drugs. And secondly, living with a bunch of guys 24-7 was never my idea of a good time. Way too much testosterone. The only problem with this was that camp jobs paid big money. And as I have stated in my blogs and, and other writings, I was always out after the money. That, that's pretty much what I lived for in my working career. So every now and again, I would head into the wilds and get in on a big payday in a short time, or as short as I could. The worst was in Pembina, North Dakota, not far from the Canadian border. The job itself was not bad, being that it was a coal-fired power plant, Lots of work with over 500 guys camping on site. It was kind of like a city itself. The problem was, and I did not know it before signing on, there had been a lot of trouble among the men. As happens even on regular sites, carpenters and iron workers were at each other's throats. But on this job, it had expanded into all-out war. Upon arrival... I immediately heard that 10 guys had been given their papers and sent down the road. The place was a real war zone. Even so, it started out good for me. I was assigned to a slip form crew that was working on one of the 120-foot stacks that would tower over the landscape. Most guys did not like the endless work involved Seeing that on this type of construction, the rebar and construction work are continuous. The forms keep rising without stop until it reaches the top. For me, I I like the idea on these kind of jobs, especially of staying busy. The bad thing was I did not know I was entering into the front lines of the battle that had been going on. It did not take me long to get drawn in. My crew boss stated that in no certain terms that the carpenters were the enemies. If I was caught fraternizing with them, there would be consequences. 
Normally, I wouldn't have a problem with this. I had no need to be friendly with anyone, including carpenters. That is until there was a fly in the ointment. A guy named Jerry Reed. Yeah, yeah, I know, you country and western folks, and what you're thinking. But no, it's not that Jerry Reed. No, this is a guy who is one of my true friends, whom I'd known since my days in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. We had fly fished together. He had been one of the guys who stood up at my wedding. Carpenter or not, this was one of the most stand-up dudes I'd ever known. And there he was before me, his biggest life, grinning ear to ear. As happy as I was to see him, I knew this was not going to be good. Was I going to honor the battle line or extend my hand to one of my best friends? Every day we have to make choices. There are lines of conformity that our affiliations demand. Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, atheist, Christian. The lists are really endless. But the truth is the labels we allow to define us are also the labels that tend to bind us. What is it today that really decides who and what you are? For so much of my life, I hid behind labels, the very labels we're talking about. It was not until I met Jesus Christ that I was able to see that no matter what side of the line you stand on, the person on the other side is not your enemy. He or she is not someone to be ignored or chastised. They are to be seen through the eyes that see all of us the same, the eyes of Jesus Christ. I know this sounds very kumbaya-ish. We all get together in a circle holding hands and sing, kind of a Pepsi commercial. But that's not what I mean at all. The difference should be that a person who claims to follow Jesus should, through him living in us, see not the label or the hated thing, but the heart. Of course, this is easier said than done. The preacher D.L. Moody said, we have to be emptied before we can be filled. And the Apostle Peter said this, Having purified your souls by your obedience to truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. That's from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. It is a choice only we can make. Only God can do it. Choosing to submit in obedience to his truth, we can find brotherly love that supersedes the world of conflict Satan wants us to live in. Back on that job many years ago, I reached out and grabbed a hold of, of Jerry Reed's hand, and I paid the price for it. I was ostracized by crew members, and, and my crew leader was really on me all the time. Uh, it wasn't long, I don't know, a week or so, maybe two weeks before I drug up. I left the job. It happens that on that same day, Jerry did the same thing. 
We sat out in the parking lot together drinking a beer, and, and Jerry uh, said something I still remember. He said, you know, I didn't know if you were going to shake my hand that day, but I'm sure glad you did. You know, jobs come and go, but true friends are hard to find. You know, I, I did that uh, not out of the love of Jesus Christ. Back in those days, I really didn't have that in my heart. I just knew that it was the right thing to do with a guy that I liked and was a friend of mine. Today, we all have that, that option. We have the option to reach out. We have that option to not look at the labels, but to look at the heart. To love one another in a way that Jesus already loves us. I think it's a good day. For you, if you've, you've got somebody that's standing on that line opposite of you, to reach out in some way, to allow the heart of Jesus to be your heart today. I know that there is no better answer to the world of conflict and problems that we are struggling with. So I ask as we are about to close that you pray with me and that we seek the peace and the infilling of the Holy Spirit that's needed to do this work, even as we come to the end days. Heavenly Father, we do ask that as we are here, you know, we just talked about the idea that we, we can't do this alone. We are stuck in sin, and we see sometimes just what we want to see. We see the other person's label and not their heart. Help us this day through the power of the Holy Spirit to do as you have done with us. Not putting labels of sinner on us, but allowing us to be your friend, your wonderment. I'm so blessed by knowing this, and I pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Save Man Podcast. Stories of salvation in 15 minutes or less. I also want to invite you to my webpage, my-lostandfound.net. Yes, that's my-lostandfound.net. There you will find podcasts and hundreds of blogs all stories of recovery and salvation. And I hope you will join me for the next episode of the Save Man Podcast. Stories of salvation in 15 minutes or less. Until we meet again, blessings and love in Jesus Christ.